finally get to see how you've been evaluated in the eyes of the WWE pros and in the eyes of the WWE universe. But that anticipation has turned to trepidation. As we learned earlier tonight, one of you will be eliminated. The time for talking is over. Let's find out. Let's see the NXT poll. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy, Nando O'Neill. Woo, woo, woo. Bark, bark, bark. And Larry the Axeman. The Axeman. I'm an Axeman. <laughs> Together we are the McGilla Buddies. <laughs> Ooh, it, it was only a matter of time, baby. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. We, I, I really enjoy so far how they're actually making that a thing, you know? <laughs> they have to. Like, there's no way they could have just said that and let it slide. Yeah. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> Speaking of McGilla Buddies, we got to give uh, a, sh- a huge shout out to all of our McGilla Buddies here on the podcast. So I was kind of doing some stat track work on our Podbean account. And it's pretty amazing knowing with the uh, the last few months that we've been recording... That we've been getting a lot of listeners from different parts of the uh, the country and in other countries. So definitely I'm going to give a shout out to everyone in California, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. And then New Jersey, Michigan, Texas, especially our, our homeboy in Texas, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> shout out to uh, the Mark. El, El Marco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marcos. <laughs> Arizona. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Mass, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Ah, shout nice. out to, uh, I guess Boston. Yeah, <laughs> Nevada, Arkansas, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, North Carolina, and New York. And uh, did you want to run down our overall countries? Oh yeah, man! Shout out to Finland, the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. Brazil. Chile, Germany, Italy, and O Canada. Well, again, we just wanted to give a huge shout out to everybody listening so far. And yeah, if uh, if you have any wrestling buddies, send them our way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did you want to uh, start us off this week with anything that made too much sense? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so uh, I was watching Raw. Yeah. And then, so right now they have uh, Seth and Strowman as tag team champions, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They're about to have Strowman and Seth face each other for the Universal title. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, why not have Strowman take the U.S. title, too? So have him wrestle three times in one night, mm. only to fall to Seth at the end. Yeah. That way you could have Seth Rollins beat uh, Braun Strowman clean mm-hmm. and then still have Braun Strowman looking strong because he wrestled three matches. Right, right. And of course, the last one was against the Universal Champ that he loses. Yeah. So that'd be cool. So he would retain with, with Rollins with the, the tag title? So if he's going to wrestle 
Styles or whoever for the U.S. title, he should beat him. Mm-hmm. They should lose the tag titles, oh, okay. and then he should lose to uh to to um to Rollins. Mm. So you can have Rollins get pinned in the tag match mm-hmm. to keep Strowman. For, you know, he'd be like, just beat somebody, didn't get pinned, and then he loses. You're right, right, right. Then you could have Rollins losing one that doesn't matter as much as the main one. Yeah, still keep them both strong. Gets them from holding the tag team division hostage. Yeah. And then just kind of, you know, Styles doesn't need a title. You, yeah. You finally give Strowman a title run with a singles belt. Right, right. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know when Clash of Champions is. <laughs> but after I was watching Raw, I was like, you know what? I got my own idea right now. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. We were talking about that the other day where I thought it was still Night of Champions, but <laughs> I can't even remember when they actually switched over to Clash of Champions from. The old school name, you know? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know one of them was a WCW thing or like an NWA or even probably older than that. And then the other one was a WWE thing. Yeah. But which one? I don't know. Yeah. I know Clash of Champions was definitely the older one. Okay. But then Night of Champions, I would say maybe happened about 10 years ago. But then right? I, but I don't remember when they actually dropped that and moved over to Clash of Champions mm. again. So. Now, I see in my mind. Clash or whatever the championship one was a December thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It yeah. used to be? Okay. And then, like, you were in the year off like that. Yeah. And then you had all your champions set. And you jumped to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then WrestleMania season starts. Yeah. But now we're doing this. What is this? What is this? Like, September? Yeah, September. What's going on? Yeah. Now, I I think that's the thing. And WWE, granted, they have been trying to market more of their B pay-per-views more throughout the last few years, especially with... Elimination Chamber. Backlash. Backlash. Always stays in my mind. It doesn't even have a gimmick. Yeah. I don't know if they're still... I guess... And you know, do I, didn't they just stop doing that? I think they just did stop doing this one. <laughs> or was that... Mm. <laughs> there was another one with two syllables. The good thing is that we can find that out if we look up on the network because they do now have a section that's just called retired pay-per-views. Oh, for so, real? Yeah. So I'll double check it after this recording to, to see... Where uh, where backlash ended up going? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, I like that. I like that. S- same thing that. So I'm guessing they're never going to do. Th- I, I was I was just looking at that the other day because I saw that the greatest Royal Rumble was in there. So I guess they're never going to do that one again. <laughs> they're going to bring it back, but then like, cause what? The only thing they could do now is do like sixty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wait till they get to that now. The Millennium Royal Rumble 100 superstars. They should just do it where it starts off as the women's Royal Rumble, the first 30. And then <laughs> just as soon, go right yeah, as, as soon as uh, either Becky or Bailey wins or something like that, then they just start the men's one like right away. <laughs> Don't even say nothing. You just yeah. go like 31. Yeah. Like that. You're just like, what the f- <laughs> Everyone's equal now. But, but then the winner of the women's one can still stay in the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because women can challenge for... Uh... Women can challenge for men's titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that women or men can't challenge for women's titles. Unless you're Harvey Whippleman, who uh, Ooh, who won the, the original one. the original women's title. So he brought that back really fast. <laughs> Ooh, too fast. I know. How did I have I that didn't in my know head? That so quickly. I, I don't know. As soon as you said it, I don't know about that one, but that's pretty good, man. All right. Awesome. So we also got a few questions on Twitter about what we thought overall about this big move of uh, NXT finally coming back to TV. 
since we are covering the retro NXT seasons, <laughs> technically uh, NXT did start off on TV, but this is the first time that it's going to USA and that it's going into the new two hour format. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll start it off and then I'll, I'll hand it over to you to see what you think. Mm-hmm. Overall, obviously, the main concern that a lot of people have been kind of uh, talking about online is just the fact that it is two hours and mm-hmm. that it is on TV now. So you kind of have to go by those restrictions now that kind of Raw and SmackDown kind of have to obey by with, of course, commercial breaks, mm-hmm. sponsors and, you know, just the overall different pacing versus what NXT has been for the last few years where it's been pretty much unrestricted mm-hmm. and doesn't even have to really stick to a, a time format other than the the one hour ish time slot. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, the concern is now that they're going to be the third official brand with that same kind of restriction. But I think overall, it's it's going to be interesting. And obviously, I may not be able to kind of cover it the same way versus like how we're doing now, where it is that that one hour that we can just kind of get in in and out really quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll definitely tune in the first few weeks, especially with. AEW kind of uh, chasing them in the uh, in the background mm-hmm. and it should be really good. And I definitely want to see how, of of course, now moving to USA, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a new overhaul on production when it comes to the graphics and music and everything like that. So I definitely want to see how, how it looks. And yeah, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of seeing how they're going to do the uh, the booking from what, also from what I heard is that they're going to stay in full sale for the first few shows up until December, I think. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm not sure if they're going to rotate between full sale and doing touring just like the regular Raw mm-hmm. and SmackDown. Overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited and kind of how we mentioned before in previous episodes that there would be some storylines that would not continue until about two or three or four weeks later. Mm-hmm. So that will definitely kind of break that up. But of course, now that will be kind of the novelty of it now that you'll be seeing the same stars every week. And I did kind of agree when you made that point last time you did kind of change my mind and and say that, yeah, that kind of gave it that special factor that you didn't see uh Keith Lee every week. You saw him mm-hmm. every other week. So, and, and it made it a bit more special when he showed up every other week, but we'll see how the pacing goes. And I'll definitely tune in for uh, the, the first few weeks to see like, if it really uh, captures my attention at that point, you know? Nice. I think I'm going to go odd man out and on the majority in that I love it. Mm-hmm. I I think it's great for the 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 stars in NXT to get the um, you know like that big TV exposure. Yeah. And depending on how they're going to do it, um you know if they're going to I feel like the best way to maximize this is to rotate. Like mm-hmm. if you like maybe once uh I think once a month that it'd be pretty cool if they went on like a week, a week tour or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. do that like once a month. And then if you're going to do your TV shows, just run that from full sale the other three weeks. Mm-hmm. That way you don't start to fatigue the NXT people. Yeah. The way you're burning out the main roster people. And then at the same time, you can start easing them into what it'll be like on the road. So, right. like, you know, they can still do this to where. It'll be developmental, but rather than having that, because I think when they do the tapings, they're like two hours anyway. We just, you know, they do two episodes in one night and then they'll show one hour and they'll show another hour or something like that. Like they pre-record them. It'll just be 
on if uh, everybody could like they'll no longer be able to hide behind the veil of editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. If you're gonna be on top of your game, then you're gonna have to be on top of your game. So it's like, you know, that's one of the things that kind of separated NXT from Raw and SmackDown is that what you were seeing may not have been the order of when it was happening. Yeah. Like you're getting it in the order that they want to show it to you. Yeah. So now that you take that away, or if they never even had that from the jump, would X NXT have been as easy to watch? So, cause right now we're getting the finished product. Like, you know, with raw and SmackDown, you get it right there on the fly. So it's not as good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if I could sit there and edit three hours of raw into <laughs> an hour, you know how great that show would be. Yeah. So like, it's different. I think it's said best that NXT is really going head up with AEW. Mm -hmm. But even then, I think you don't even, if you're the WWE, you honestly, honest to God, you don't have to compete with AEW. You compete with yourself. Because if you're going to have Triple H run NXT, he can pretty much test his nuts against people who are running SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could go back at them and say, okay, well, we all have x amount of hours per week i bet you i could put on a better show than you guys do. yeah yeah and you know so that they can sharpen themselves internally so you know this may be just like a good thing for everybody yeah because for AEW, especially for them to go head up with nxt on wednesdays now like live or whatever they're gonna have to be able to put on their best you know, product every week, although they're going to get blown out of the water from the jump. So, yeah, they should be happy that they have this opposition right there in front of them. And NXT should be happy at the same time. Like nobody is really going to be not benefiting from this. If anything, everybody's going to benefit. Like as fans, um, the athletes, they're going to get paid more. And then AEW is going to be able to test their nuts and see if they're really just as good or if not they're just going to fall off so mm -hmm. I think it's a good landscape that's really much developing in our face yeah New Japan is sneaking out here all more and more often mm -hmm. so they might really try to become a US player more than they already are because right, right. I think if they want they can just really shake up the entire landscape if they want to have more US shows but yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see how it all plays out man I'm pretty excited yeah no I I, I know I, I sounded a little bit critical, but I'm definitely on the, on board with this move as well. Mm -hmm. And just like a lot of people are saying that whether or not if they got pulled into this because they had AEW chasing them, mm -hmm. I still believe that the roster and Triple H and everyone involved with NXT truly earned this mm -hmm. as well because they've been, you know, busting their butts these last few years and delivering nonstop good content. So this hats off to them and everyone. And, and that's really cool hearing that they're also going to get a, uh, a pay increase based on that mm -hmm. as well. So well-deserved. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the, uh, the new Wednesday night wars as they're calling. Them. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So excited. And uh, yeah, we, we can't wait for it to start up. Mm -hmm. And speaking of starting up, just like a army tank with a Ferrari engine. Mm. We are going to start up this episode. <laughs> vroom, vroom, baby. <laughs> All righty. So let's uh, let's kick off the episode. This is now episode 19. And we are, of course, watching it on the WWE Network. This happened on June 29th. Or, yeah, June 29th, 2010 at the Mohegan Sun. I swear they've already been at the Mohegan Sun. But <laughs> this is uh, the Mohegan Sun at Casey Plaza in Wilkes-Barre. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've been there before. Yeah. So uh I'm pretty sure this is all this is probably their second time now 
during NXT. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising because this is one of the rare ones where we don't get a NXT intro at all. Mm. Right, right off the WWE signature, we just kind of kick right into it. I knew there was something I liked about this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and get to, I didn't get to be wild and young. Yeah. So in an I, but at the same time, when whenever they do this, I instinctively, because of season one, think that someone got released. <laughs> but no, everyone's everyone's still there. <laughs> nice. So yeah, right off the bat, we kind of Cole just kind of says that the voting has started. So I think that's probably why there was no intro because they wanted to emphasize that the voting started exactly at 10 PM for the WWE universe Mm. on WWE.com. So right off the bat, they kind of put that over and Cole introduces Ashley, who's already at the stage. She kind of explains the poll rules and then introduces the rookies. So you can tell that they're trying to, fit in a lot already by pacing this episode really quickly so i'll list out the rookies as they come out and i'll give you their current record alex riley is currently 2-0 so he's undefeated husky harris has only had one match and still hasn't picked up a victory so he's 0-1 titus also hasn't picked up a victory and is 0-2 same thing with caval he is 0-2 eli cottonwood is undefeated at this point with two and oh percy is one and one lucky cannon is also trying to pick up his first victory he is oh and two and mr mcgillicuddy is undefeated as well at two and zero yeah so ashley explains the importance of the poll and i i did like this fun fact where she says that this is uh an important factor of winning because wade barrett had during his season had never fallen underneath the number two position during his season one. So I thought that was pretty cool that they called out that. It gave it some more like uh, uh, a, like reemphasize. Yeah. 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 So it kind of gave him a better perspective Mm -hmm. to take these voting uh, seriously at that point. So yeah, out of nowhere, she kind of just drops a big surprise and bombshell and says that the rookie who ranks in last will actually be eliminated tonight. So they kind of uh, give us a curveball here because technically tonight was just supposed to be the first pros poll. I believe in another week or two was supposed to be the first elimination, but Mm -hmm. they're doing a two for one combo with us right here. Nice. This season is even more important because tonight we have a surprise to share with you. Not only are we going to reveal the NXT poll, but we're, tonight we're also going to eliminate whichever one of you was ranked last. Oh, there, there's breaking news. That's a bombshell. The first elimination live tonight. Yeah, Cole kind of uh, emphasizes this as breaking news as well. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Josh out of nowhere was just saying, uh, can we just eliminate Ashley? So I was like, wow, <laughs> right off the bat. That... I did not catch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that after she was messing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right after that, Brutal. then she she says something else and then Cole kind of bandwagons as well. And then just says that, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Maybe she should get eliminated. <laughs> and, then, and then uh, she actually throws it to 
Matt Stryker at that point. But then Cole just playfully says like, oh, yeah, we should eliminate Matt Stryker as well. But he, he said it more in a playful manner there versus when uh, they were talking about Ashley. They sounded mm, kind of weren't playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Matt says that the rookies will be doing the first challenge of season two and we get the return of the keg carrying challenge. So for those who don't know, this was done during season one. And the rookies pretty much have to carry this really heavy keg around the ring without dropping it and cross the finish line. The winner, actually, whoever does this challenge the quickest will actually get immunity tonight, Mm -hmm. which uh, felt kind of weird because the first time that we did this, our boy Slater Gator won and all he got was a match against Kane. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really don't think that was a reward either. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, pretty, pretty different not different rules, but different stakes to mm-hmm. kick us off. The first person to go is our boy, Michael McGillicuddy. And sadly, he just drops it right away mm-hmm. <laughs> during uh, during his start. And uh, yeah, he doesn't get a second chance or anything. That That's it for him. Killing me. We get Lucky Cannon. And uh, yeah, he goes around the whole thing and completes it at 12 seconds. 12.7 seconds. So now he has the time to beat. Then we get... Percy Watson, and he he doesn't beat it, but he comes really close at 13 seconds exactly. Mm-hmm. After that, we get Eli, and he finishes. It was kind of weird because before he crossed the finish line, Cole kind of gave away the finish because he was saying that, oh yeah, uh, he's he's not even he doesn't he's not even gonna come close to beating Lucky's time. But Eli came in at 13.3, <laughs> so it wasn't that far off. So could have like you know he could kicked it into second gear yeah and i could be i could be crazy but it did look like he was kind of slowing down towards the end so i don't know if striker had given him a a hidden signal i ain't going too fast yeah 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 so but yeah cole was kind of already painting that picture ahead of time even though he was you know Mm. not that far off then uh caval is up next and he gets a huge pop but i don't know if it was because of his work rate or because of the lay cool shirt so (laughs) Uh, either way, he's over with the crowd. Yeah, Caval doesn't actually compete. He just kind of grabs the mic away from Stryker and says that, you know, he's he'll be honest and say that he probably weighs just as much as this mm-hmm. this keg and that he won't be competing just so he doesn't cause any further damage to his body. And that, you know, he kind of works the crowd again to get him back in their favor and says that the only way he'll do that is he'll do it in the ring in front of the WWE universe. So mm-hmm. He uh, good pandering, good pandering. It. I'm glad he said it because I'm pretty sure he would have got booed if he uh, if he didn't pander to the crowd at that point. Oh yeah, but hey man, reasonable to me that thing. Oh yeah, it was smart. Man, that thing as big as I am, I ain't carrying. Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, it makes perfect sense. And yeah, he does have a match later on tonight. So hey, smart strategy Mm -hmm. in my opinion. F that man, he got faces to kick. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, sadly, I don't know if. if you saw this, but we're going to go into our time machine in 2018. So our boy Titus sadly kind of uh, did a precursor to his infamous moment. Man, in- I saw the same thing. I said, he's been <laughs> falling from the jump. Like, shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> so in case of you didn't know, Titus uh, is pretty famous for his falling and sliding underneath the ring at the greatest Royal rumble back in 2018 and four seconds into this uh keg challenge he pretty much face plants it again mm-hmm. 
the commentators don't bust out laughing, but they do replay this several times. Mm, you know they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So, but I like I liked his promo right after because Stryker does want to get his feedback, and I'll, I'll I'll play the clip right now. But yeah, Titus does you know take it in good spirits, so he doesn't kind of let him bother him. He does everything in good spirits. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh man, I can't boo this guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's take another look at what happened to Titus here. Listen, I don't think Titus got his feet underneath him as he was carrying the no. keg. Oh, what happened right there? This is one of the reasons why you don't drink, ladies and gentlemen. And if you do, if you do, please don't drive. That's what I tried to do just now. Tried to make it a win. <laughs> All right, Titus O'Neill. <laughs> Let's look at a slow replay of that, can we? Yeah, after that, we get Husky. And yeah, Husky, sadly, as he's hitting the corner, he drops it after six seconds. Is uh, it's I don't know if he actually got injured off this because he was kind of selling his leg after. I, I don't know if he caught that. Nah, he was just a, you know, kayfabe. Yeah. Stryker kind of sarcastically says, oh, unfortunately, you uh, you lost and stuff like that. So they're still building off that storyline from uh, last week. And Husky, yeah, he kind of goes up to his face saying like, oh, you're a you're a brave guy, you know, talking to me that like that. Considering what I did to you last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty good. I, I really like this altercation just because they're keeping the story going at this mm-hmm. point. I like it, too. So Riley is the uh, last one to go. He comes pretty close. He uh, he he also kind of takes a stumble towards the end where uh, as he's crossing the finish line, he kind of rolls into it. I thought he got injured, but he seemed fine right afterwards. So many people fall in this. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, Lucky wins because he kind of set the pace at the very beginning mm-hmm. and uh, he gets immunity overall. I thought this was pretty entertaining and I thought it was better than the original cake challenge. Yeah, he lucky kind of cuts a another happy baby face promo right after and uh just saying that he was really excited to, He's to get excited and like stick to your dreams. <laughs> lucky cannon. Lucky charmed. He should have just been called Babyface Cannon, to be honest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so uh right afterwards we get Percy Watson's profile video finally. Yeah, I learned a lot more than um, than I remembered about Percy because I never knew he played in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I remember that about him. It's like, I feel like they always got to ask about it. You play in the NFL. It's like mandatory now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who am I? I am the biggest entertainer of them all. Showtime, Percy Watson. I am from South Beach, Miami. <laughs> well, I feel I deserve the name Showtime because... That is me. That's who I am. You know what I'm saying? When I step in the ring, it's always showtime. Lights, camera, action, baby. <laughs> I am a little bit of a renaissance man. I have done a number of things. I've played professional football in the NFL for a number of years. I was a commodity broker for a little bit. I actually owned a limousine company. But this is what I love right here. You know, I'm an entertainer. I got it all, baby. I am 100% positively, absolutely sure that I have what it takes. I am the one to watch, baby. I am. Showtime, Percy Watson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the video, he also said that he owned his own limo company at one Didn't point. Didn't know that. Yeah, uh, so good job, video packaging. He it, got his, like, degree in, like, uh, like computer science or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, because then he uh, 
did a lot of stock trading afterwards too. So, yeah, yeah. So who's G? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of works to his his advantage as well because he's one of the last rookie promos to uh, to air. But it's kind of cool because they don't show as much uh, FCW footage because mm. of that, and they actually update his and show a lot of the previous episodes. Oh, nice. So okay. It kind of worked to his advantage, I think, at that point. Then they uh, show a graphic up next of Husky versus MVP. At this point, I kind of was looking at the clock, too, and I had noticed kind of the same thing from last week, where last week ep- last week's episode was now the longest NXT episode at 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And here, from start to finish, from the start of the episode to this first commercial break, it was uh, a 14-minute segment, so... That ran really long. And yeah, that was a very long opening. Like, anytime they do those challenges, they always run super long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think now it kind of makes more sense, too, and why they cut the intro, because they were trying to fit mm-hmm. a lot. Because they knew, it was like, okay, look, we did this last time, and they're always going to run over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. We don't need to recap last episode. Everybody knows we're wild and young. Let's yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, that match is next after commercial break. Cole says... On WWE.com that they interviewed Husky about his actions from last week. And Husky, in his own words, had pretty much said that he hasn't gotten as much in-ring work opportunities compared to the others. That's the reason why he did that to Stryker to really stand out and make an impression from, you know, a, you know, a, a story storyline mm. standpoint. Just because if he's not going to work that much, then I got to do something else to to stand out. Nice. So I thought that was really good and really good storytelling at that point. Start off, we get MVP and Husky kind of doing the macho. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> In a way, they, they do were... like the, the the buff guy stuff, like where yeah. they try to shoulder tackle each yeah, other, yeah, yeah, knock yeah. him down. Oh, yeah. I'm buff and strong. Oh, me too. Yeah. Man. I. You know, in a way, it worked because the crowd was really feeding into it. And they were kind of the same thing we were talking about last week where they were doing less or they were doing more by doing less in a sense, mm-hmm. by just working the crowd and doing their show showmanship at that point. Dude, they love MVP. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, he must have done something really, really good during that, his initial run on SmackDown because they love this guy. MVP, I, I just, I do not remember MVP being that over Mm -hmm. and it's amazing I guess he really was just that over and it it was his criminal background that kept him from being Mm -hmm. WWE champion yeah it makes more sense now watching these episodes yeah because he had like full command of the crowd Mm -hmm. like they they really resonated with him because he represented like an athlete athlete yeah everybody's like oh you're one of those guys so after he stopped being kind of like a dick and he just kind of you know was and he's solid in the ring, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MVP is solid. Yeah. And yeah, with this... Uh, at that point, then, Cole mentions that uh, Mark Henry is on assignment and not here tonight, but he already voted earlier. But in my head, I, I kind of just imagine that, you know, say that Mark Henry was leaving the arena on Raw the night before, and they were like, wait, Mark, don't leave yet. You still have to vote for uh, for tomorrow night. And then, Oh, man, I almost <laughs> forgot. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> but in my head, I for some reason, I, I picture Mark saying like, oh, man, uh, who won the last match? And they were like, uh, John Cena. Uh, put put me down for him. Then. <laughs> Someone totally not even. Put me down for one of those. <laughs> See you guys. Mark, no. No, but John Cena. <laughs> did it again <laughs> he got away with it <laughs> but uh yeah going back to the match 
kind of how you just said, yeah, MVP, you know, getting control of the match and uh, hitting the player's boot in mm-hmm. the corner. Really good sell by Husky to going into commercial break. When they come back, out of nowhere, Husky hits a bookend, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got him with that Uranagi, man. He's been hitting that Uranagi. Yeah, yeah. Just that back in the day, he used to like fall with him, but nope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. he's doing it now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that standing Uranagi and just chucks people on the ground hella hard. Yeah. <laughs> really hard on the MVP, too. I yeah, he gave like... him the business. <laughs> he don't mess around when he's hitting his uh, Uranagi, man. So, shout out to... <laughs> Tank with fr- hey man, I need that shirt that he was wearing earlier. Too. Oh, the husky one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to mention that during the the ramp, I I did really appreciate how much all the rookies are really trying to brand themselves yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, 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 that was dope. Like Titus had his own shirt, yeah, and yeah. then um, Husky had the shirt. It had like a husky on it. And then it said, you know, the tank with the Ferrari engine on the back. It was clean. Oh man! All right, so. I think what I'll do now is I'll just remake that shirt and I think we'll just open up our own half K online store. So if you guys want that shirt, you can only get it through half K. <laughs> that's pretty gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since it was never licensed. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm not breaking. Actually, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> edit that out. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after hitting that. Then uh, Husky tries to do a kip up and the commentators really jump on him right away because they Josh was like saying, oh, look, he was trying to do a kip up right after. But I don't know. I liked it. I, I like that he was at least trying to do it, you know, for him to have tried that. He must have hit it before. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. you know, maybe he was just tired after, you know, the match started. But I think he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Husky gets in uh, control at that point and hits a really nice traditional running front splash, which nice. uh, I thought looked really good at that point. And then, uh, yeah, in the closing sequence, MVP does get the upper hand and connects with Ballin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at that point, he just kind of waits for Husky to get back up and then just hits the play of the day, I think. Is that what? Is I that? think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, gets the victory at 11.26. I was kind of surprised that the match had gone that long, too. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty good match. Post-match, they're trying to do the uh, the handshake spot, but Husky's not having any of that and just kind of walks away at nope, that point yep no handshakes for you buddy yeah and then uh yeah we kind of kick it back to the broadcast team and they just kind of do a recap again of the um the poll the announcement of the elimination that will be happening later tonight then they kind of just do another video recap of the keg challenge that had happened and right after that yeah we get into the main event so they're really just trying to squeeze in as much as they can here there's no entrances either. And uh, yeah, we get the first ever three t- person tag match, which is a kind of weird team. I thought it was Caval, Lucky Cannon and Michael G- Michael McGillicuddy versus Alex Riley, Eli Cottonwood and Titus O'Neil. So it felt like they were kind of mixing heels and faces because on that side you had Caval and Lucky Cannon. But, you know, McGillicuddy has been kind of throwing shades of heel and face mm-hmm. and then on the other side you had the heels with riley and eli but titus is more of a baby face so i like that i yeah. uh, i think that's cool because it um instead of um sticking with say just the traditional heels versus faces it's just mixing up your your uh competitors of the competition mm-hmm. and seeing yeah, how yeah. that works yeah, yeah yeah at the same time it does make it more 
it makes it feel more like a legit competition because yeah yeah you're not just gonna have a team heel versus team face kind yeah, of yeah yeah it'd be a little too cheesy even for wrestling yeah <laughs> so i had here it was kind of interesting that percy kind of got the night off i thought maybe he was i didn't look it up but maybe he had been uh trying to recover from an injury or something like that because all the other seven guy, all the other seven rookies competed tonight but you know he just kind of had the night off hmm. he knows yeah <laughs> Right off the bat, Riley helps out Titus by pulling on Lucky's hair when the referee wasn't looking and tags out to Riley. Riley does some really good heel tactics here to uh, and also good teamwork because they um, or he hits McGillicuddy on the apron, I should say, is able to get Lucky back into their their corner. So they did a really good job overall and, and solid teamwork because they just kept Lucky in the in their corner for the majority of this match. And they just kept, you know, doing some quick tags in and out between the three guys. So I thought it was really good chemistry, even though that this is the first time that they've been teaming together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. At that point, Lucky finally is able to uh, counter Riley with with uh, what's it called? He what's that Guerrero spot where he kind of rolls out with his uh they're holding someone is holding his leg and then he kind of rolls out of it to uh, cause them to use their momentum to bounce off into the turnbuckle uh it's it's just probably just the rollout right yeah yeah okay yep yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah at that point he uh he he gets the ta- the hot tag into caval and caval and alex riley again work really well together and you know caval starts hitting all his signature moves in the closing sequence titus and eli break up a count and then it was kind of funny because both men just literally grab Caval and just swing him outside of the ring. Man, he gets thrown a new way every episode. Like somebody just finds a way to chuck him somewhere. I bet Eli told them to do that spot just to kind of get his receipt from, mm, <laughs> from mm-hmm. the foot stomp. Hey, one. man, I haven't eaten anything in a week. <laughs> yeah, it really surprised me, but it was a really good spot. So... At this point, Caval is technically the legal man since uh, he got thrown out. But then the referee gets distracted. Titus is, uh, or I should say, McGillicuddy sneaks in his uh, McGillicutter while the referee was distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hits it on Riley. And Caval slowly goes up to the top rope and hits the Warriors way, the double foot stomp. And uh, gets the victory for his team at 547. I thought, uh, and yeah, then they, they replayed the... Uh, the Warriors way in a slow-mo replay and it looked really good. He, yeah, he stomped that food square like right between like a right on each shoulder. It mm-hmm. was perfect target. Yeah. Just like bam. The height on, on it too when he was up. Yeah, it's uh he gets those legs up. Yeah. Like his his knees are damn near at his shoulder when he does it. So that's why it looks like he's just really way up there. And he jumps really high too. Yeah. Like he yeah. jumps light. Like um and what I mean by that is when he takes off, there's not too much. It doesn't look like it's almost seems seamless. Like he looks like he's not jumping very hard, mm-hmm. but he gets really high versus, say, um, AJ Styles, where you can see the effort that he's jumping really hard yeah. to do what he's doing. But Caval just flies on the ropes and they don't even bounce. Yeah. Even uh, Finn Balor, I don't think, gets that much height when he does his like I feel Mm, that yeah, Caval definitely gets more height on his. Uh, yeah, he gets the most air that I've seen on a person who does that double foot stomp. And yeah. you know what? I actually hate the double foot stomp, but yeah. it makes so much sense as a finisher. Like if I was going to jump off of something and stomp you on the chest. Yeah. 
I think from yeah, just talking to friends who are not who are more casual wrestling fans, I always seem to see that that move always gets the most pop from anything else, you know? Because mm-hmm. it just make you it's hard to like I understand how they do it, but it still hurts. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could what I the idea is when you're gonna land is that you have to like crumble your body mm-hmm. to to loosen the, oh, um, yeah, the yeah. impact of the landing because versus if you just stomped on them straight like that yeah, and yeah. stepped up and walked away, yeah. it would really, you know, you probably be like roll your ankle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to really just absorb it that way, but they're still going to feel that initial, you're just, they're probably going to fart. So <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> definitely. You just stepped on dude's stomach slash bladder, unless you're Caval and you're stepping on their face or like their chest. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> So yeah, uh, overall I thought it was a, a good match, and post match, Striker just uh, gets over once again the final voting before they uh, close the voting, and that the pros also are trying to get their last votes in, and uh, we go to commercial break. Afterwards, again, we go to a raw rebound, and we. I think I'm just going to call these the Nexus updates instead of the raw rebounds. Hey, pretty much. That's all we need them from them is the uh, the Nexus update. We should just do that. Yeah. We don't need the raw recap. We just need the Nexus update. Yeah. I like that. So I, yeah, again, just the same way as Vince, I had forgotten about that beatdown. And I forgot about this beatdown, too, where I don't know why they were celebrating Ricky Steamboat, but it seemed like the other Hall of Famers were celebrating something in his honor. Maybe him just getting to all that. Maybe, maybe that, or hey, no, nah, this is June. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> or yeah, maybe his birthday or or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so all the all the pros, or I should say, all the legends in the ring are Ricky Steamboat, IRS, Dean Malenko, which kind of threw me off guard, <laughs> Arn Anderson, Mike Michael Hayes, and the King. Yeah, out of nowhere. So the storyline that was going on during this time was. I guess the Nexus would get suspended if they attacked any of the active WWE superstars and vice versa, where if a superstar had touched the Nexus, they would also get suspended. Mm-hmm. But Wade Barrett had said, oh, don't worry, we'll still make an impact. And uh, yeah, they kind of beat the shit out of the poor legends here. They beat the crap out of them old dudes, man. They's beating up on Ricky Steamboat. Oh, All I could God. think of was uh, Boys in the Hood when Ricky got shot. I was just like, Ricky! Yeah, dude, I I gotta give not only McMahon, but I gotta give Ricky a lot of credit here for taking the same bumps again. That you the- know, man, wrestling is the only sport where like, <laughs> <laughs> like the dudes who get hella old, yeah, still magically stand a chance against like dudes who are in the prime of their athletic like <laughs> like physicalities. Like, yeah. wait a minute. If this is like an MMA ceremony oh where it was like these old dudes getting in the Hall of Fame and like eight young studs came up and wanted to beat the crap out of them, like yeah, yeah. they're just gonna get the dog snot beat out of them. Yeah, but yeah. you know, in wrestling, just take off that jacket, you're ready to go, and everybody's believing it. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Cause not even in boxing they, they yeah, can do it. It's like, wait a minute, you know, Mike, you know, like uh wasn't nobody going to try to check Muhammad Ali like out, outside and he was going to step in there like, wait a minute, after retirement. Oh, man, he's coming out of retirement. He's yeah, ready yeah, to go, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> Come on, what? <laughs> yeah, so poor Ricky, but again, he sold it like a boss, so mm-hmm. props yeah, to him. Yeah, a match like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, so afterwards, then we get serious tone again from the uh, broadcast team. 
they said that Steamboat suffered some crack ribs and a neck injury at that. Uh, yeah, this is actually the first time on that Monday Night Raw that they are actually calling themselves the Nexus officially. Nice. So, yeah. Because if you ain't Nexus, Next. you're against us. <laughs> Love it. Once we come back, yeah, we're getting right to it. The uh, All the rookies are lined up by ringside similar to season one. Striker reminds us that Lucky is the only one that is safe because he earned immunity later uh, earlier on. We get straight into the rankings. Mm-hmm. So uh, number one, which is kind of weird that Cole said it, but yeah, number one is Caval, and Cole right you know right away says, "Oh, I'm not surprised because of the internet voting." And I'm like, "Geez, I know he <laughs> counted him out from the jump." <laughs> But, but in in another way too, it was weird because they they did this where they beat it over our head since the first episode of season two. That you know the WWE universe, the WWE universe gets fifty percent of the votes, and right off the bat, Cole just calls them the internet. Like what happened? What happened, <laughs> what happened to the WWE universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerk. So yeah, I I thought it didn't make sense because of for marketing purposes, it it, it didn't make any sense. Number two really surprised me. It's uh, Percy Watson. I I got super. To me, he's more of the Daniel Bryan than Caval is because Percy hasn't picked up a victory yet, <laughs> and he didn't wrestle tonight. So yeah, the fans are really behind him that they voted him for number two. I man. just like that stuff, man. I I was very shocked too because in my mind he was on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, he was down there. Yeah, so I mean he's he still hasn't won and he didn't wrestle. So yeah. Easy day. Number three is a guy who I thought should have been either one or two, Mr. Michael McGillicuddy, because hey. he's undefeated and he's the only one that's three and zero at this point too. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because he's about as entertaining verbally as bad guys. <laughs> this season, they're they're also emphasizing more of of the fifty fifty split. Yeah, I think they kind of got rid of the whole four categories that they emphasized in season one. You know, I oh, never even mentioned those, huh? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, McGillicuddy should have been number one based on they're not judging it on strength of opponent anymore. So, yeah, they just do that. But it was like, well, half of it goes to whatever judge said. No, half yeah. goes to y'all. So yeah. I don't really care what it is about. <laughs> just this vote. Like Titus said, make a win a win at that point. Hey, pretty much. Hey, man, I just, we just trying to make a win a win. <laughs> as long as you guys vote, we get those clicks. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> number four is Alex Riley, which, you know, I, I think is fair. I don't like it. I would put my man A ride second or third. Mm, oh, okay. Because he's very, he's like all around. Yeah, he's he got a good look. He's not bad in the ring. Yeah, yeah. And he could talk his ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy McGillicuddy would would have been number one though. Yeah, <laughs> man, you know he could. He, yeah, just watch out for the McGillicutter. Yeah. <laughs> in fifth place, we get lucky, but he's he would have been fine in last place. So uh, it'll be interesting watching these. Uh, later episodes and seasons if anyone actually capitalizes on the immunity because mm. so far people who have won it don't really need it so that's a good point yeah <laughs> so we'll see if actually anyone actually wins it and uses it at that point i feel like you should be able to save it yeah that's what i th- that's what i said in season one too i, I it would have been really cool if gabriel had saved it towards the end and then did a shocker where everyone would have forgot he had it mm-hmm. it's like uh wait a minute <laughs> i'm not getting eliminated right now <laughs> Whoa! i'm using my immunity and he's gonna stay on for another week <laughs> whoa <laughs> 
It was money in a bank before money in a bank. <laughs> I know, right? I'm cashing in my immunity. Oh! <laughs> that would have been dope. <laughs> Missed chance. And then uh, in sixth place, and the last one to be completely safe is Eli. So yeah, it's between Titus and Husky Harris. How dare they? Yeah. Striker just kind of asks them to move forward and says that, unfortunately, you know, the cliche that one, one person's stream is going to come to an end now. And uh, yeah, Husky Harris comes in seventh place and our boy Titus is eliminated. So kind of a uh, an early fun fact. Titus is technically the first person to be eliminated in eighth place because mm. in season one, eighth and seventh place technically didn't get eliminated. Mm. They were pulled away from the WWE management. Oh, uh, yes. Management always bring their ugly head. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> It's just striker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just play the whole thing. But again, Titus killed it with another really good promo. Titus, what's going through your mind right now? You're going home. Take this time. Tell the world why they were wrong. Tell them all about Titus O'Neil, man. Well, I can say this just like many of you in this crowd and many of you at home that have had to deal with numerous, way more obstacles than I've had to deal with in this ring. Some of you have fought cancer. Some of you have had to deal with your families going overseas to Afghanistan and not coming back. Some of you have had to teach kids that are so hard to teach and told over and over again what they can't do. Regardless of the fact that I'm going home tonight, I still want all of you to understand and remember that life is a game and you must make it what you can. So while you are living and take each and every opportunity that you can to make it a win. Let's hear it one more time for a class act, Titus O'Neil. What was really cool is that, again, the crowd, he won him over again, where the crowd weren't really feeling it in the first few seconds. But by the end, he really got the crowd over with the promo, and they were clapping and cheering for him at the very end. So great job again, Titus, you know? Yeah, he's just, you know, man, like, I was just, I was genuinely upset. I was like, man. I know you're not going to win, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to eliminate it first. Yeah. Come on, man. Does that mean since Titus is gone, am I eliminated as well? I don't know. Does that mean you need a new gimmick? <sighs> no. 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 <laughs> we're going to carry on for Mr. O'Neill, man. In 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 the spirit of making it a win for a win, uh, I'll keep it. Yeah, man. I'll keep, keep it the going. spirit alive, baby. <laughs> it's kind of cool because as they were rolling the credits... It was funny because uh, Percy Watson was hitting his trademark oh yeah pose and uh, Eli was just staring at him the whole time. <laughs> it was so random, but it made me hella laugh because he was. everyone else was facing the stage still and Eli just turned and just was literally just looking at him just pose the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Titus and, and Ryder just kind of hugged it out at the top of the stage before he uh, walked off. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that uh, closes the episode. Uh I can tell, yeah, that they were really trying to cram a lot in there based on the um, the time that they had. And, yeah, this episode kind of ended in the standard 44 minutes. So, again, I don't know how they're pacing them. But, yeah, they definitely didn't have the same amount of time as last week and try to fit in as much as possible. So uh, I'll get into the fun facts for this episode. And, nice. yeah, the the first three-man tag team match. And, again, what I just mentioned that, Titus was the first one to be officially eliminated at eighth place. And this also marks the 50th 
match in NXT with uh, the grand total combining nice. combining uh, season one and season two. So already uh, 19 episodes in and we're already at 50 matches. So, pretty- OK, so that's not bad. That's mm-hmm. what a little bit over over, half, over, you know, over half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool that uh, that they've had so many matches already. So, yeah. Uh, did you want to kick it off with our scoring here? Hell yeah, let's do this, baby. So, from your boy, I went three for commentary. Mm-hmm. Pretty average. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then added Park Burr. Um, matches, I just bumped up to four. Oh, okay. Because, uh, actually, you know what? I had, like, everything, all threes, all the way all the way around. Uh-huh. Because um, when I was watching it, it was just kind of like, maybe it's because it was at work. Mm-hmm. Shame on me. But, uh... This one didn't jump out to me the way the uh, the last episode did, but just after kind of you know going over it and hearing it again, yeah, the matches were solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go above average, even though there was only two as mm-hmm. opposed to three. Yeah. Um, production I felt was pretty much the same, and entertainment I'm actually gonna bump up a little bit to three point five. Nice, nice. Just cause um that that cake challenge was better than I'd like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh yeah, I think we're pretty much very, very evened out with this episode where for me I also gave commentary a three. Mm. Just because yeah, I I know I also gave last week a three, but I will give this episode more positivity in the three that I'm giving it. Just because I think yeah they went more on the technical side as opposed to just being silly to be silly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll give him a shout out at that point of Josh and Cole just doing a good job of uh, getting over the concept. I think the only negative was just that whole thing that Cole pointed out of calling the internet as opposed to the WWE <laughs> universe. So that's why I think I just evened it out as a three again. For me, matches, same thing. I, I gave it a three just because they were, you know, as, as we said, I, I think they were solid matches. But um, I think it was just pretty average, but that's not saying anything negative. I think yeah, yeah. They, they did uh, they did their job and did a, a really entertainment show throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when we when we give things scores, it's not because so like if something gets under an average score, I, I don't think it's because it was bad. Mm-hmm. I think it was it's just a score. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's, you know, not ragging on it or anything like that it's just honest feedback so. yeah yeah i when you know when we went over the structure for this podcast i didn't really want to do the 10 score system because that's that's just too many numbers that after a while they do just kind of become meaningless is arbitrary numbers yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah i think one through five does kind of give it a, a perfect range of what we feel and mm-hmm. kind of cuts the the middle man so to speak. yeah because say like if we have one through ten and then you give some four yeah and yeah. it's like was it really that bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, so I think it's fine. Yeah. For for me, I kind of made production and entertainment the same thing, and I gave it a 3.5 because I think kind of what we were talking about last week where we kind of have to set a certain standard moving forward and also comparing the past episodes. So I think overall, yeah, I think they did a good job with the pacing with this episode, and I was really entertained by it. Mm-hmm. You can tell that they were trying to squeeze in, and I did appreciate that they did kind of throw us a curveball with doing the surprise elimination mm-hmm. tonight. So I think that added another factor of entertainment just because uh, I wasn't expecting it, and 
they kind of gave me something that was promised later on and they kind of snuck it in there as a as a legit surprise so nice. i th- i thought that was a, a really good reward for for us the viewer so to speak you know i'm with that yeah cool so with that our combined score is a i did it Oh, you did it! Ah! <laughs> is a three point three, which yeah, I I think that's very fair for this episode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like I guess uh, it's it's scoring out of one five one and five, but it's like it's I'd say it's one to five like stars. Mm-hmm. So it you know having three two or one stars is still a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know yeah. it's not like you're getting rotten tomatoes or you know a number like a a grade with it so if you're saying like three is a c and it's like a c like i just think it was like a star system yeah 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 exactly cool so yeah that does it for this episode the next episode we get a main event tag team match which is lucky cannon and mark henry going up against cody rhodes and husky harris so yeah, it'll be interesting, and Mark Henry will finally come back and actually do his jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> that does it for this episode. I do have a plug, and yeah, let me, yeah. let me uh, get that up and rolling. Uh, see, that's the thing with Instagram is that once you walk away from it, it kind of just goes away. <laughs> for a loop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to give a shout-out to my friend Christine with her travel vlog at the chill girl travels you can find her on instagram and, and i believe she has a website of the same name the chill girls travels.com so yeah she does a lot of traveling and just kind of does a lot of blogging as well so she'll post up some uh, photos along with her trips and yeah very entertaining and she's uh, helped us out a lot as well in uh, in our grow canvas grow project so shout out to her uh, did you have any plugs this week? Sadly, I do not. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Starting to think Instagram is not where I should be going to find people. <laughs> the irony, right? <laughs> I know, man. I'm like, dude, how do I have like nobody I want to give a shout out to? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll uh, we'll always have our default Mia Yim and uh, Justin Roberts if. Um, if we can't think of any. So. Uh, this is true. Actually, you know who I want to give a shout out to? Goddamn Street Pirates. Oh, yeah. Our boys. <laughs> default. That's another default one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, defaults? No, there's another default yeah, we have. Yeah, Street yeah. Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Yes. Working hard. Hard work. Yes. <laughs> All right. And uh, once again, yeah, if uh, you're just checking us out, you can always go through our backlog for season one. And this is episode four for season two. So you can still catch up with us here. And uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and YouTube. And that will do us for this week. Thanks again for listening, and take care. Come on, baby, let's get physical. Physical. <laughs> <laughs>